Hello, and welcome back to Jason Eli's Stories to Get Stoned By. Well, in case you're wondering what happened to your boy up here, well, let's just say my touring duties with the band got in the way a little bit. Now that you're settling down to a dull roar, we're bringing you season two. You never know what you might quite get out there. Remember, if you'd like to sponsor and become a friend of 420, check me out over there on the redcircle.com or follow around and get to the Patreon account and throw your boy a shekel. We're going to be doing these once again every Sunday morning at 420, so make sure to stay tuned and tell your friends about Jason Eli's stories to get stoned by. Beer is more than just a beverage. The history of beer dates back thousands of years and has helped shape the course of civilization. At times, beer has even saved lives. There are many amazing facts about beer that you probably don't know and will definitely give you a deeper appreciation for this magical elixir. Some anthropologists theorize that humans didn't develop farming as a means to have a steady food supply, but to get a steady supply of stuff to ferment into alcohol. Beer is made up of barley, hops, yeast, and water, and all variations of beer are derived from this basic formula. From the darkest stout to the lightest pilsner, sometimes other grains such as wheat are used instead of barley, and additional adjuncts like fruit or chocolate or coffee are added. But the basic process is still the same. Brew, ferment, and drink. Beer has played a large part in the spread of civilization across the globe. Where humans explored, well, beer followed. So let's pop a top and celebrate the world's oldest and greatest beverage, beer, on stories to get stoned by. Exactly how beer was invented is unknown. Barley-based beer was invented by Sumerians in Mesopotamia over 5,000 years ago. Ceramic vessels dating back to 3,400 BCE have been unearthed in Mesopotamia with sticky beer residue on them. The hymn, the Ninkasi, is a ode to the Sumerian goddess of beer and dates to back around 1800 BCE. Dogfish Head has recreated a similar beer called Midas Touch, which is based on ingredients found in a 2,700-year-old drinking vessel that was discovered in the tomb of King Midas. The oldest known beer recipe is 9,000 years old, and a brewery has recreated it. Chateau Jahal was a brew that Dogfish had brewing pieced together from the oldest known beer recipe. Dogfish Head was able to deduce the recipe from an excavated pottery jar with the help of biomolecular archaeologist Dr. Patrick McGovern of the University of Pennsylvania Museum. The recipe dates back to the Neolithic Chinese village of Zhao and is the oldest known fermented recipe. In ancient times, beer was drunk through straws to prevent grain hulls from being consumed along with the beverage. Beer has even been made with spit. In ancient Peru, young girls would chew corn and spit it out into a pot. The enzymes in their saliva would break down the starches and 
start the fermentation process. This type of beer was called Shika and was considered sacred by the Incas. Germany has a 505-year-old pure purity law. In 1516, the Bavarian purity law called the Rheinen Eschkabat, probably mispronouncing that, but the law was formally passed. The law stipulated that beer would be made with only three ingredients, barley, hops, and water. It was amended to include yeast after Louis Pasteur discovered it in 1857. This law formalized a standard for keeping beer safe and pure for the purpose of consumer protection. It's still on the books hundreds of years later. Well, it's a good thing because German beer was originally hallucinogenic, containing headbane, a hallucinogenic herb, until adding headbane to beer was banned in 1516 under the Bavarian Purity Law. The oldest functional brewery is near Munich. The Abbey in Germany has been brewing beer since 1040 AD, and it's still operating today and produces a variety of beers, including wheat beer, pale ale, and some dark lagers. And there is a German beer named Fucking Hell. <laughs> it was named after the Austrian village Fucking, and the word Hell, which means light ale. And beer, of course, has caused some controversy due to its provocative name and label, which features a red heart with horns and a tail. The pilgrims stopped at Plymouth Rock because they ran out of beer? The Mayflower had initially intended to sail to Virginia. When it arrived on the rocky shores of Plymouth, Massachusetts, the captain of the ship noted they were running low on beer. In order to ensure that his crew had enough to make the trip back to England, he forced the pilgrims ashore and made them drink water. The India Pale Ale was invented to survive long sea voyages. The British Empire needed a way to transport its bitters, also known as pale ales, from London to its colony in India. The solution? Why, more hops and alcohol. In 1790, George Hudson of the Bow Brewery created a new recipe that seriously upped the hops and alcohol content of the bitter. The beer was also dry hop, meaning that hops were added after brewing and the casks were primed with sugar to keep the beer fermenting on the long trip. The known preservative properties of the hops and alcohol worked and thus the IPA was born. The pyramid makers of Egypt were actually paid in beer, one liter per worker per day. That's quite a deal not everyone would pass up. And it's still in effect in some places. In Amsterdam, the government gives alcoholic people incentives. The alcoholic locals of Amsterdam earn a beer by cleaning the streets. For a whole day of work, the government gives them five cans of beer, cigarettes, and 11 euros. The Amsterdam government used this plan so that 
even an alcoholic person can be productive and help the country in little ways. And Georgia colonists were given 44 gallons of beer in their welcome package. Georgia started out as a work colony for those in debtor's prison. As such, prisoners were sent to Georgia to work off their debts. The only problem was that there were many rules, including no alcohol, which was a problem because the only local water source was contaminated. After many struggles in the early days of the colony, the no alcohol rule was lifted in order to give the colonists a sanitary source of drinking water, Major William Horton decided to start issuing welcome packages which included 44 gallons of beer that were brewed on Jekyll Island. Beer was brewed mostly by women throughout history. Unlike today, beer was originally brewed primarily again by women. While men were hunting, women would gather the ingredients and ferment the beverages. This tradition continued throughout most of human history. During the Middle Ages in Ireland, St. Bridget was not only an abbess, but also a very fine brewer. It wasn't until the industrialization of the brewing process that men began to take over the primary role as brewers. And brewing sticks were handed down as family heirlooms. The wooden stick used to stir beer would have yeast cultures grow on it. <laughs> Before the discovery of yeast, this magic stick would cause the beer to ferment. By using a single stick batch after batch, the brewer could ensure, unbeknownst to him, that a single strain of yeast could be used again and again. Skunky beer? A well-stored beer generally lasts from six to nine months beyond the expiration date on its label. In the right temperature, refrigerated beer can last for up to two years beyond its expiration date. But pushing the envelope, in 1956, scientists placed beer near a nuclear explosion to see whether it would still be drinkable after nuclear fallout. And they found they were totally drinkable, so... In the event of nuclear fallout, at least we will have beer. And the oldest drinkable beer is 200 years old. In 2010, a sealed bottle of beer was discovered in a shipwreck in the Baltic Sea. A wreckage dated back to 1800 to 1830, and the beer has since been sampled by scientists hoping to recreate the recipe. 17th century Catholic monks invented an all-beer diet for Lent? In 1634, monks invented a beer so malty and thick that they nicknamed it liquid bread. For the entire 46 days of Lent, they drank only this beer and water. It was believed that the beer would cleanse the body and soul and preparation for Easter. They ate no food, getting only calories from the beer. This beer was the original Doppelbach and is sold under the name Halnier Salvatore. In the 13th 
13th century, going a little farther back then, some children were baptized in beer. When water was in short supply, people would actually use beer to baptize children. It was widespread enough that Pope Gregory officially decreed that using beer in baptism made the ceremony invalid. China is the fastest growing beer market in the world. China consumes more beer than any other country, accounting for about 25% of the global market. The most popular beer brand in China is Snow, which sells more than 100 billion pints a year. However, the Czech Republic is the beer capital of planet Earth. The people in the Czech Republic drink more beer than anyone else in the world, an average of 143 liters per person per year. Uh, that is a whopping 37 gallons of beer per person. The Czech Republic was also the first country to have a beer museum. Uh, which country exports the most beer? Uh, you might understandably think Germany, but believe it or not, it's Mexico. <laughs> Mexico is said to be the biggest exporter of beer worldwide. And which country imports the most beer? The U.S. of A. is the biggest importer, but France and China are not too far behind. During Prohibition, younglings started selling ice cream. After the passage of the 18th Amendment, America's oldest brewery, the Eagle Brewery, which makes youngling, decided to open up an ice cream plant. In 1930, it started processing and distributing milk. Even after the end of Prohibition, the company kept producing ice cream until 1985. In 2004, the company reintroduced Youngling's ice cream. Youngling sent beer to the White House to celebrate the end of Prohibition. In 1933, Youngling actually shipped a truckload of winter beer to President Franklin D. Roosevelt to celebrate the passage of the 21st Amendment. Very timely, considering the beer takes at least three weeks to brew. From the start of Prohibition, home brewing was illegal on the federal level. In 1978, however, President Jimmy Carter signed a law that allowed households to brew up to 200 gallons of beer tax-free. However, additional state and local restrictions still apply. But former President Barack Obama was the first president to ever brew a beer in the White House. According to an interview, he did it because of the transformation in beer culture in the last 15 years where hundreds and hundreds of small breweries were booming all over the United States. The former president introduced the practice to the White House to encourage everyone to brew their beers. The strongest beer in the world is Snake Venom. Brewed by Scottish brewery Brewmeister, it is a 67.5% alcohol by volume. For comparison, most vodka is 40% alcohol by volume, 
with beers typically between 3% and 10%. The snake venom has a steep retail price of $76 to $140 a bottle compared to common beer, which that ranges from a dollar to a bottle. Snake Venom holds the title for the strongest beer in the world, but it's not the world's most expensive beer. Instead, the world's most expensive beer to date is Alsop's Arctic Ale, retailing for $503,000. This beer was brewed in 1875 for an Antarctic expedition, which makes it a collector's item, although it's not for consumption anymore due to the long steeping period. Over 50 different bidders from eBay fought for it, $500,000. On October 17, 1814, a three-story tall vat of porter burst at the Messrs. Henry Moe and Brewing Company. The explosion was so forceful that it caused other vats to explode as well. The result? A 570-ton tidal wave of beer knocked down the brick wall of the brewery and flooded the surrounding streets and houses. Two buildings collapsed under the weight of the liquid. In total, unfortunately, eight people died during the event, but the court determined the incident to be an act of God. A 570-ton tidal wave of beer. Believe it or not, Guinness is a light beer, with fewer calories than most other beers, including Budweiser and Coors. Arthur Guinness signed a 9,000-year lease on St. James Gate. On October 31, 1759, Arthur Guinness leased the Rundown Brewery located on St. James Gate, Dublin, for 100 pounds down and 45 pounds per year. The compound was near the River Liffey and originally spanned four acres. It contained a brew house, grist mill, stables, and two malt houses. By 1833, it was the largest brewery in Ireland, and by the 1880s, the largest brewery in the world. Guinness even built its own railway to transport beer from the brewery. In the 1870s, they needed a way to transport material between the upper brew house and the river. Chief Engineer Samuel Geohagen created two intersecting rail systems, one narrow gauge to fit through the existing buildings, and one standard to interchange with the Great Southern and Western Railway. To solve the problem presented by the 50-foot change in elevation, he built a spiral tunnel. In World War II, British soldiers were given a pint of Guinness to have with Christmas dinner. In 1939, Guinness promised to deliver every British soldier fighting on the front line a pint of a stout to enjoy with Christmas dinner. With the help of staff from other breweries, they made good on their promise. Good on you, Guinness. There are several beer spas in the Czech Republic. For instance, the Chadover Beer Spa in the Czech Republic offers a 20-minute bath in beer brewing ingredients. The company says that this method boosts blood circulation and opens up the pores and softens the skin, infuses the body of their clients with vitamins. Oh, 
Belgium sees beer as a healthy alternative for the youth to fight against child obesity, some Belgian schools offered low-alcohol beers in the place of sodas and sugary lemonades. Giving kids beer might sound crazy, but the schools only offered beer with a 1.5 to 2.5% ACV compared to the usual 5.5%. National Beer Day is celebrated yearly in the United States on the 7th of April. This event commemorates the signing of the Cullen-Harrison Act, of course, which allowed the distribution and sale of beer in 1933. But, of course, it's Germany that organizes the biggest beer festival in the world. Germany's Oktoberfest is the largest Volksfest. It's a beer and wine festival and a traveling fun fair. The country holds the event annually in Munich with a 16 to 18 day folk festival running from mid or late September to the first Sunday in October. All in all, around 6 million locals and tourists attend this gathering yearly. In many countries, such as France, Germany, Portugal, and South Korea, McDonald's sells beer on its menu. Some say it's the perfect palate cleanser after a whole box of McNuggets. Ironically, a whole box of McNuggets is also touted as a hangover remedy as well. In Russia, the place famous for vodka, they didn't even consider beer as an alcoholic drink until 2013. Beer was banned in Iceland until 1989. The country prohibited all alcohol in 1915, but by 1922, the prohibition was lifted. So why couldn't people enjoy beer? Iceland had long battled with Denmark over their independence, and as the Danes were big fans of a brew, it was viewed as unpatriotic to enjoy one? According to the Guinness Book of World Records, Stephen Patrocino is the beer-chugging world champion. On June 22, 1977, he drank a quart of beer in 1.3 seconds at the Gingerbread Man in Pennsylvania. That was a 56% improvement over the previous world record set several years earlier by Peter Dowdiswell of England, who did it in a paltry 2.3 seconds. Bavarian-born restaurant manager Reinhold Wirtz broke the record for carrying one-liter steins of beer when he carried 20 steins for over 43 yards. With each beer-filled stein weighing at least 5.5 pounds, Mr. Wirtz carried over 110 pounds of beer and glass in the record-breaking effort. In the wife-carrying world championship, the winner is awarded with as much beer as the weight of his wife. Now that's some serious motivation. Andre the Giant, Hall of Fame wrestler, was said to have once drank 127 beers at a hotel bar, passed out in the lobby, and well, because Andre was so large, no one could move him until he woke. Bars in the Valtens Arena, a major football ground in Germany, are interconnected by a five-kilometer-long beer pipeline. The beer drank during the filming of The Hobbit was custom-made by New Zealand brewers. It was a 1% dark stout called Sobering Thought. Adolf Coors III, who was the head of the Coors beer empire, was allergic to beer. In the Balkans, two major beers compete for market dominance, Union and Lasco. 
drinkers are fiercely loyal to one or the other, even to the point of causing fistfights in pubs. However, the rivalry is manufactured as they're made by the same company. The world's longest hangover is noted to have lasted four weeks after a Scotsman consumed 60 pints of beer. After leading his pack through the 2.4-mile swim, 112-mile bike, and the first 21 miles of the 26.2-mile run, John Dunbar lost his lead in the first-ever Ironman triathlon because his crew ran out of water to give him and switched to beer. He became drunk and started running into parked cars. The Cincinnati Reds were kicked out of baseball in 1880 because they sold beer and played on Sundays. And two years later, the team returned as a new franchise in the Beer and Whiskey League. At this point, it may sound like one of the beer facts that can't be true, but beer does have some medicinal benefits. In the right amount and circumstances, beer is good for the heart and blood vessels due to its alcohol content. For the average person, an intake of less than 30 grams of alcohol per day lowers the risk of cardiovascular disease by 25% compared to non-drinkers. What makes Guinness or Stout unique from other beers is its overwhelming roasted flavor. The Stout's flavor comes from the roasted barley that has not been malted. It also stands out from other beers as the only drink associated with fighting cancer. According to a study, drinking stout with your meals helps fight free radicals, which occurs when the body starts to metabolize food. While extreme intake of alcohol could put anyone at greater risk for kidney stones, the moderate consumption of beer has shown to potentially prevent kidney stones. This study revealed that drinking beer moderately reduces the risk of developing kidney stones by as much as 40%. Drinking beer also reduces the risk of a stroke. A stroke starts when an artery in the brain gets blocked, and small amounts of alcohol can be beneficial for patients who had a stroke caused by a clot blocking a blood vessel. Beer may be made of sugar, but drinking slow amounts lowers a person's risk for type 2 diabetes by 25%. Researchers observed that alcohol increased a person's adiponectin levels. Adiponectin is a hormone that improves insulin sensitivity, protecting the body against developing type 2 diabetes. Drinking beer increases good cholesterol. Moderate alcohol consumption increases HDL cholesterol in the blood. HDL cholesterol acts as the scavenger of the bloodstream, eradicating harmful cholesterol, hence high HDL levels provide many benefits to the average human's body. Beer drinkers are better thinkers at old age. According to research, men who in their late 70s and 80s that have been boozing at least one alcoholic beverage per day tended to have a clearer thinking ability compared to non-drinkers. Your hangover might convince you otherwise, but the right amount of beer can also protect your stomach from ulcers. A small intake of 75 grams per week of beer reduces the risk of ulcers caused by a certain strain of bacteria. However, for all beer's medicinal effects, it's still best to consult your doctor if you have any 
underlying conditions. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's missive of J-City Lies, stories to get stoned by. Once again, we're going to drop these continuing on season two every Sunday morning at 420. And if you like what you're hearing, yeah, log on to rentcircle.com and hit that sponsor button for me. Or you can find me over at Patreon as well. Become a friend of 420. <laughs> I'm open to suggestion, guys. If you got something you want me to tackle, just get a hold of me at jasoneli at hotmail.com. And we're sure to take that under advisory. In the meantime, well, keep your weed dry. We'll catch you next Sunday morning at 420. It's Jason Eli's stories to get stoned by.